Welcome to Second Half Now, a listening experience for the 50-plus generation, second-halfers, boomers, and seniors. The mission of this show is to help people learn how to live a life that matters. This is what adds purpose and fulfillment to our days and helps us make sense of this crazy thing called life. Your hosts are Dr. Dan Critchett and Patrick Lyons, and the show is all about guests and topics that deal with the challenges and opportunities of real people in today's world. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan and Patrick are in the studio now and ready to begin today's discussion. Let's join them now. You've got Second Half Now. This is a radio show and podcast that is uniquely designed, as the intro said, for the uh, 50-plus generation. And this is where we discuss many things that are important to us in the second half of life. want to welcome you to the discussion. We invite you to pull up a chair and join us at the table. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Patrick Lyons. Patrick, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? And Well, I'm good. And as usual, I'm going to ask you for the word for the day. Uh, well, good, because I have one. So we're talking love and marriage today. So today, the good word is Jeremiah 17.9, the heart is deceitful. Above all things. Oh, I said good word. Oh, is that not a good word? That's, well, is that, tell uh, us a little bit about it, maybe. W- well, so, love and marriage, uh, and one of the things, in my experience, my wife and I have done some marriage ministry, and uh, one of the reasons why so many couples split is they just say that they, they don't love each other anymore, which sounds like it's a uh, feeling when really love is a choice. So, uh, hence... The heart is deceitful above all things. Ah, we're going to dig into that a little bit with our guest today. You know, in the second half of life, everything looks different, including our marriage. And for 20, 25, 30 years, we've spent so much time and energy and focus on our kids and jobs. And when those things look like they're winding down or maybe have already wound down, we have to adjust to what we realize is a new reality. So that season of life can be very challenging. In fact, it's the age group with the second highest divorce rate. I heard that from our guest I'm going to introduce in just a minute. So we really need some help. Unfortunately, we have help for you today. In studio with us is Dr. Steve Stevens. Dr. Steve is a psychologist, marriage counselor, author of many books, articles, and resources on marriage, really engaged also as a speaker, workshop leader, and he's president of Every Marriage Matters. He is a committed advocate of healthy marriages at all ages and a whole lot more, including being a husband in the second half of life. And that's what we're going to talk about today because our title is Rejuvenating Your Marriage in the Second Half. So today with Dr. Steve's help, we're going to look about, look and talk about uh, the challenges of marriage in the second half and how we can make those years the very best they can be. So, Dr. Steve, thank you so much for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Hey, it is great being here. Absolutely great. Wow. I like that. So we're ready to roll. We're going to get right into it, and I just want to open up with this. So we're going to talk about some of the challenges that marriages face in the yes. second half, but let's first of all cast a little bit of a vision, because some of our people listening to say, well, I don't know if it can get any better than what it is. I mean, we're kind of tired. We're kind of, you know... We're not on the same page all the time, but paint for us a picture of what we could have in the second half of life uh, as a married couple. You know, Tammy and I have been married 35 years, and what she says to me is it keeps getting better and better. Now, I joke with her because I say it started off so badly (laughs) because we are just opposites that if it didn't get better, we wouldn't be together. But what we have really done is we have looked at how do we make our marriage more more is really our word. So we want to have more quality time 
We want to have more adventures. We want to have more dreams. And we want to have more ministry because we've got some extra time. And we really, it's its just that challenge of getting on the same page and realizing this is incredibly exciting because some of the distractions that we had when we were younger, we don't have now, so we can be more intentional. Yeah. So you, you, you opened, you said we're just, we're opposites. Yes. And that's one of the, it's one of the things that you hear, that's, that's a reason why couples split, is they say we're just so opposite. How do you celebrate that instead of see it as a reason to split? You know, Patrick, that is fantastic because you're exactly right. That's what I keep hearing is that that we're too opposite. What that does is that brings depth and breadth to our marriage because she sees things totally different than me. And instead of trying to convince her that she is wrong, which I really did the first 10 or 20 years, I say, <laughs> ah, it's a new perspective. This is exciting. Let's try it your way. And Sometimes I actually enjoy her way more than my way. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. So what you're saying, Dr. Steve, is that marriage in the second half can be rewarding and fulfilling and cooperative, and it, you can have just a wonderful time it, once you deal with some of the things. And that's what we want to do today. We want to get into it. So we've cast a little bit of a vision. So your marriage, listener, your marriage in the second half, if you've been married 20, 25, 30 years, whatever it is, uh, it can be better, it can be rich and fulfilling and rewarding, because like you said, Dr. Steve, we have more discretionary time and perhaps more discretionary funds right. as well, so we can do fun things. Now, I want to emphasize it can be, because yeah. let's be honest, in some ways, it's more difficult, because what we've done is we've collected baggage, we've collected bad habits, we've collected frustrations, and so therefore we have got to let go of that stuff because there's been a lot of stuff that we've swept under the rug, mm-hmm. and that can come out the second half of marriage. And mm-hmm. so we have got to be more, you know, I, I, what I look at is what I call the five Ps, is we've got to, we've got to plan. If we don't plan things, they don't happen. So Tammy and I, we plan for good times. We plan for adventures. Mm. Secondly, and this is maybe the most important, is we have got to be positive because we all have friends and maybe we've fallen into it. When we, when our bodies, Dan, I don't know, my body doesn't work as well as it did 20 years <laughs> ago. I've got aches and pains in areas that I didn't even know that I had. And it's easy for that old kind of um, image of the grumpy old couple can come up. And I say... I want to work on positivity, and so I make sure. In fact, my favorite verse is Philippians 4-7, when it talks about focusing on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent. I want to be positive. The third P is I want to be proactive. And that's part of the planning, but I want to be proactive in terms of I'm going to get out there, and I'm not just going to plan it. But I'm going to do things. And so Tammy and I, we, we went out to a date last night, and we had a fantastic time. The fourth is I've got to pay attention to what she says. Instead of saying, I've heard it. I know what she's going to say. I know her opinion. I've heard it a hundred times. I want to pay attention because Tammy sometimes just surprises me. 
And lastly, I want to create patterns. I want to have some patterns in the fact that every Friday um, I might go out on a date night. Every Monday we have family nights. We have walks. And I try to create patterns. That's great stuff. And sometimes life hits, right? Gets yes. in the way. So tell me, tell us, what are some of the landmines and the pitfalls that make it difficult to do those things? Oh, that's, that's great. First of all, for some reason, when we get older, we get more irritated. You know, life it doesn't go the, the way it used to go. And so anger comes up because it, it, it's just... Things are changing and there's transitions and, and, and young people don't think like we do and et cetera. So we've got to manage our anger. We've got to look at that. I think another thing that comes up is that hurts, hurts that we've stuffed for so long um, that we have not dealt with. It's time to deal with those hurts. Another landmine is, um, is just addictions. Mm -hmm. It's easier when we get angry and discouraged and we have pain to maybe take a little more pills or have, have, have another drink or we just get into some addictions. And lastly, um, we just get into expectations. Life isn't going the way we wanted it to go. Our bodies aren't acting the way they used to. And so our expectations get us in trouble. That's a great list, and I, I want to dig into each one of those a little bit more and to review uh, anger, hurts, addictions, and expectations. So let's start up at the top at anger. What does that look like in a practical day-to-day, week-to-week couple experience? What does that look like? You know, one of the games that I frequently play is I'll ask people, what sort of animal are they when they're angry? Mm -hmm. You know, because some people are monkeys. They kind of jump up and down. Some people are (laughs) elephants. They just stuff it all in. They never forget. Some people are pythons, and they just put on the squeeze. Mm -hmm. And some people are sharks. You'd better watch out because they're going to take a bite out of you. And so part of it is just to own We all get angry. And remember, Scripture says, be angry, but sin not. Anger isn't necessarily a problem. Anger can open up discussions. It can be really good because it can tell you what you're passionate about. The problem is when we fall into bad traps of yelling or throwing or putting our partner down. So the first thing is to say we're all angry at certain things. And angry anger simply says life is not going the way we want it to go. Let's talk about the anger and attack the problem, not the person. Mm. I just think that's really valuable because let, let me ask you this one, Dr. Steve. Um, us men have a hard time talking about our feelings, Yes, even admitting that we have them. And uh, so can you address that for a minute? What does it feel like? And in your counseling practice, you probably know a lot about what the wife feels like also, besides the men, of course. What does it feel like? Uh, What kind of emotional thing stirs up when you are angry or you're being approached by an angry spouse? So Dan, this is great because you're getting us down deep. What happens is oftentimes we do want to deny our anger. 
We aren't. I'm just frustrated. I'm just irritated. You know, I'm just overwhelmed. So we come up with all these other words to minimize the anger that we're in. And oftentimes, there's a part of our body that we can feel it in. Sometimes our head gets gets mm. warm. Sometimes we start sweating. Sometimes our heart beats faster. Sometimes we start clenching our fists. But it's recognizing that our body is reacting because life is not going the way we want it to. And so suddenly adrenaline is pumping into our body and that adrenaline needs to come out in some way or another. It's not just um, mental and emotional, it is physical. Yeah, there's physical reactions that we have. That's a great insight. And I'm going to ask you, what are some ways that a couple or an individual spouse can deal with that anger right after the break. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Do you have aging loved ones who need some help at home? How do you know when it's time to get some assistance? And what are the signs they may not be able to live at home safely? Golden Placement Services specializes in these questions and transitions. They provide professional placement services when it comes time to find a safe, comfortable place for your loved one to live. These are people you can trust, and their services are provided at no charge to your family. Call Diane Delaney at 503-926-2111. That's 503-926-2111. Golden Placement Services. Caring professionals you can trust. Sometimes we just need a little help around the house. Small repairs, painting, lawn and yard maintenance, cleanup jobs. These are some of the things handled by Sheldon's Maintenance. Or if your roof needs repair or replacing, or if you have a kitchen or bathroom that needs remodeling or updating, Sheldon's Maintenance is your go-to source for help. For all your handyman needs, call Sheldon's Maintenance for a free estimate. 503-804-7717. That's 503-804-7717. Sheldon's Maintenance for all your handyman needs. If you are even thinking about buying or selling a house, you really need to talk to the best in the business. You probably have lots of important questions. After all, it's not just a house, it's your home. Dave Long at 24-7 Properties is the realtor who can answer your questions and provide lots of options. There's no cost or obligation to get his accurate, reliable information that will help you make the decisions that are best for you. Call Dave Long at 503-607-4260. 16. That's 503 24-7 properties. It's not just your house, it's your home. Hello, Milo. Believes that prevention and proactive thinking are the future of aging with grace and independence at home. We offer regular delivery of healthy, nutritious meals designed by a certified, licensed dietitian. Our meals are chef-prepared and delivered to the home. We also offer helpful home visits by our trained companions who can help with light housekeeping, small helpful tasks, or personal activities such as going for a walk, working a puzzle, or just having a friendly chat. Find out how we can help you or your loved one. Call Milo at 877-243-5928. That's 877-243-5928. Hello, Milo. Promoting grace and independence at home. Welcome back to Second Half. Now we're in the studio today with Dr. Steve Stevens. But we also want to give a special uh, thank you to our other sponsors, Marriage Architects, uh, where you can design and build your dream marriage. Thank you to Nancy Cummings, Reverse Mortgage Specialist, Jay Tompkins, Products and Strategies for Anti-Aging and Wellness. Thank you to Serving Our Neighbors, who are raising up leaders and building bridges to better communities. To Bob Lum, where you have integrity and service for all your insurance needs and to Better, Smarter, Richer, where you can do what you love 
earn an income doing it. And thank you to Carmen Farmer, the enjoyment coach for retirees who want more fun and fulfillment. Well, that sounds good. I'm going to call each one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so we just want to make uh, make an important point that when you go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, you look up at the top and one of the uh, buttons there will be network. And that's where you will find these sponsors. So, you know, we don't sell anything on this show and we don't ask for donations. Our sponsors provide this show for you. So we hope that you'll check them out, click on their logos, uh, look at their websites and consider uh, doing some business with them. So that's that's great. So as Patrick said, we're in studio with Dr. Steve Stevens, and uh, we were just uh, finishing up on the first of the four pitfalls and landmines. It was anger, and uh, Dr. Steve was telling about what it feels like, and now we're going to talk about how to overcome, and we're going to kind of pick up the pace a little bit uh, so we can get to the other three. So Dr. Steve, back to you. What are some positive things that a couple can do, or a husband or a wife can actually do proactively to address this issue of anger. You know, if you feel that your partner is angry, part of it is stopping and talking it through. Spending that time to find out what are you frustrated about, and it's that old notion of truly listening. How do we be slow to speak, Mm. quick to hear, and slow to anger. And so the issue is getting it out on the table. And sometimes, quite honestly, you need to have a pastor or a friend or a counselor or somebody from marriage architects or something like that to come alongside because emotions get in there and we feel passionate Mm. about things. And oftentimes we can put our foot in our mouth, at least at least Dan, I can. <laughs> yeah. And the name of our show uh, for this time is Rejuvenating Your Marriage in the Second Half. So thank you, Dr. Steve. That's been really helpful. Let's go on to the next one. Dr. Steve, tell us about hurts. What, are, so, what does that look like in a marriage, and how does, it, uh, how does it get in the way? You know, over the years, we step on each other's toes. Mm-hmm. It's just what happens. We say things. Tammy sometimes reminds me of things that I said and done said and did in the first half of marriage. And quite honestly, I don't even remember it. As guys, we have this ability to press the delete button when we say or do stupid things. Mm. But our dear wives, they remember. And they remember in glorious detail that is sometimes embarrassing. And what we can easily fall into is try to minimize it or say that is in the past or let's just get over it and ignore it. Instead of saying, again, it goes back to listening. We need to say, okay, I am really sorry. I I don't know why I did those stupid things. See, the biggest problem us guys get into is we try to defend and give context. You know what? I was really having a hard day. You know, you should have known I didn't mean that. Hurt is hurt. If we have hurt our wives or our wives have hurt us, don't try to defend it. Just say, I am really sorry I did that. I wish I could do it all over again. Because one of the things that I found over the years of counseling is if all of us had our lives to live over, we would all make some significant different choices. We, we've done and said things that I just wish we could delete them. I wish we could erase mm. them. But those hurts are there. And if you're stuck, please Go to someone else and try to get these things dealt with. What is the role of grace in that process? Giving grace to each other. You know, I think that whole notion of grace and forgiveness is crucial. And recognizing that we, 
you know, that our spouse did things unintentionally or in their immaturity or maybe even in their stupidity (laughs) and to say, let's start over. I love one couple. They have a statute of limitations. They say, (laughs) you know what? I like that. Anything that I did in the last month, you can nail me for. You can get in my face. You can confront me. But if it's past 30 days, it's over. (laughs) I like that. You know, and as you were saying, if we could live our life over again, we would do it differently. But because yes. we're human, I'm saying we probably would make uh, different mistakes. That's right. Still have the <laughs> exactly same things right. to That's deal with. That's probably true, Dan. Yeah. Now, let, let's move on. So we got addictions and obsessions. Uh, how do those become pitfalls and issues in the second half of marriage? You know, let's look at the obsessions because the addictions we can slip into if there's pain mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, what what I've been aware of is a lot of couples who um, th- they just get lazier as we get older. And and with the whole obsession thing, obsessions can be good. Let's say I love to walk or hike or ride bikes or play golf. The challenge is that can either pull us together as a couple mm-hmm. or tear us apart. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do is I want to find those obsessions that we can share. So therefore, I love riding bikes, but my dear wife, she does not like it. And so therefore, I have slowed down riding my bike and I've started walking because she loves to walk. And now we walk places and we have a wonderful time just talking as we walk. And I just wonder if maybe as a couple, you could talk together and say, what do you like? What do I like? And where can we intersect? Where can we do some things together? It doesn't take away my, you know, my once a week time with the guys, whether it's donuts or coffee or whatever. Right. But to negotiate and talk and find those times to blend together. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So we're winding down. We need to get on to the last one, unless we have, Patrick, anything from you on obsessions? No. No. Okay. So let's go to the yeah, last one. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about expectations, right? The, the difference in expectations, which just so often leads to breakdowns in communication and conflict. And by the way, doesn't that start like the day after the honeymoon? <laughs> it does. Oh, that's <laughs> what you're like? <laughs> we, we all have expectations. And sometimes going to wonderful marriage retreats or seeing these romantic movies, these can be really good, but sometimes they set us up. Absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I, I can remember I watched this one one romantic movie with Tammy, and afterwards I said, I really <laughs> like that movie, but that was horrible. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. This guy was so amazing. He set the bar so high. I said, Tammy, I am sorry. I wish I could be this guy, but I am not. Mm-hmm. Expectations. I love the fact that one person defined contentment as contentment equals life minus expectations. Wow. Mm. And we've got to be aware mm. of the fact that expectations can get us in trouble. So talk about what you expect and see if it's possible or if it's not. And it sounds like the key is communication. That's right. Absolutely. We're going to have to wind down, speaking of expectations, because our engineers have an expectation. They're going to wrap things up here <laughs> in a minute. So Dr. Steve, give us a little help with some resources or other things that people can do to, to get the kind of help and more of what you're referring to and talking about. 
You know, you can go to everymarriage.org, and we have got loads of information there. We've got a lot of ways to encourage. You mentioned before that one of your sponsors are is Marriage Architects, yeah. which are good friends of mine, wonderful people. Excellent. You can go them. They can get help and, and encourage you in that way. Marriage Team is another, another wonderful ministry. Or just go to your pastor or your friends and say, hey, what has helped you? Well, I like that. So, listener, if you have questions about today's topic or about uh, the role that Dr. Steve with uh, Every Marriage Matters and his counseling practice, if you have suggestions for other topics and guests, and uh, we want you to let us know. Go to secondhalfnow.com and click on the contact uh, form there and uh, shoot us some suggestions or questions. We have direct access to Dr. Steve, and if you uh, don't know how to get in touch with him, you send us that contact page. So, uh, we are very delighted to have you here today, Dr. Steve. With uh, We're talking about rejuvenating your marriage in the second half, and I have a feeling we're just beginning to scratch the surface. Will you come back? Hey, I'd love to come back because my heart is to encourage couples. Exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah, so thank listen, you for coming. Thank listener, you. Listener, we're glad you're on board with us today. You pulled up a chair and you're listening with us to this radio show and podcast. This is Second Half Now. We're helping today's 50-plus American live a life that matters, and a lot of that comes right out of the home in the marriage. So I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with co-host Patrick Lyons. We are saying goodbye for now, and until next time, may God help you. Live a life that matters. So join us at the table again. You can hear all of our shows on our website, secondhalfnow.com. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to Second Half Now, a listening experience dedicated to helping the 50-plus American live a life that matters. For second-halfers, boomers, and seniors, as we wrap up this episode, we invite you to take action. Step up, get engaged, do something to learn more. Find out what you can do right now to take a step toward living a life that matters. Connect with us on our website, secondhalfnow.com. Learn the many ways you can listen to the show, share it with others, and actually take some steps in the right direction. Think about it. The opposite of living a life that matters is living a life that doesn't matter. Now that doesn't sound very appealing, does it? Go to secondhalfnow.com and let's explore what's next for you.